Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan, whole crew here today, Chris Parliament and Brandon Pillar joining me to discuss something new. We've been putting out on Twitter at Send Central a photo every day out of context. And it just so happened Alex Kovalev was in the photo. So it got us thinking who are the best players to ever play for the Senators but have their best years elsewhere? So we're going to draft our own starting six and see how that goes. And it's only 11 days until the NHL draft lottery. So we are at number 12, almost 11. Number 12 today, Anton Lundell. We'll get into all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Today is Monday, June 15th. We are Daniel Alfredson number days away from the NHL Draft Lottery 11. Pillsy, the excitement's starting to trickle in. We're getting close. I mean, when you can start count, counting down, and once we're below double digits, past 10, and we're counting down from 10, I think that's when the excitement's really going to build. But the excitement will only truly be there if playoff teams do not get the first, second, or third overall pick. I'm, I mean, we'll know where the Sens land, but I want to know the full order. I don't want any of those possible playoff teams getting a chance at either one, two, or three, because then we're just sitting, waiting for who knows how long till we find out who those guys are. And then it messes up our draft rankings, where we think guys are going to get picked and who the Sens will have left. So hopefully everything turns out nice and clean. One and two for the Sens. Let's go. And that's an awkward conversation to have with somebody the next day. Hey, how'd the draft lottery go, Chris Parliament? Well, um, we don't know who's picking first, second, or third yet. So, um, good luck. But that might not be the case, Parley. It might not. I mean, it would be awkward because, I mean, what do we, we need some sort of entertainment right now, and that's the opposite of entertainment. That's anticlimactic to the max. And I honestly think that if you're going to get into a playoff situation – when you're not even in the playoffs, this is 24 teams going into it, right? Like if you're not even really in the seating and you get a shot at the cup, do you really need a shot at number one? No, you don't. And okay. So we're 11 days away, but there's never too early to start thinking about some fun we can have on draft lottery night. And Bob McKenzie did tweet some extra information. It's going to be at eight o'clock Eastern time on Friday, June 26th. But Sense fans, start thinking of some drinking games. And we had some good uh, write-ins today when it came up on Twitter. Jacob Lariviere says, every time the Sens are mentioned, one drink. Every time Bettman appears, a drink. Every time they mention the Carlson trade, a drink. Every time COVID or return to play it is mentioned, a drink. He uh, finishes by saying, you're welcome. Meanwhile, Noah Turgeon says, take a drink every time someone mentions the Carlson trade. So now that that's continuous... Uh, that's going to have to be one. Take a drink whenever someone says well wishes or something along those lines and take a drink if Batman makes a joke about getting booed since it'll be online probably. So let us know on Twitter at Send Central what kind of drinking games we can have. And of course, here at Send Central, we'll have some great content for you heading in to the draft lottery. We're going to do our own draft right now and we're going to have a little fun with it. I mentioned off the top, um, there's a little confusion even amongst us. So here's what it is. The best players to ever play for the Ottawa Senators 
by name. Think about it like that. And they have to have had their best seasons. They could have been really good with Ottawa. For example, Matthew Shane would be a fine pick for this. His best seasons weren't in Ottawa, but he still wore the Senators jersey. So we're going to draft a starting lineup each. So two defensemen, three forwards, and a goalie. And this will not be like the TSN all-time team. We're not worrying about left wingers or right wingers. Wing is plenty fine enough. And I'm actually going to go first. And we discussed this earlier. I'm not breaking any news here. And um, guys, it's a pretty, pretty obvious one to start. How many Senators goalies who have ever played for the team have won a Vesna trophy, let alone three? And Dominic Hasek is a legend. He's a Hall of Famer, and he has to be the first overall pick, not even considering when you look at maybe the strength of each position. Hasek is so head and shoulders above any other goalie who's ever played for the Sens. He'll be my first overall pick. I'm going to go second. Again, it's been talked about before the show. I'm not just stepping on Pillsy's toes here. Snake draft, snake draft, by the way. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, Ross, I mean, you talk obvious right now. Pillar's not happy with you, but it's number one overall. It was a lottery. It was, uh, I don't even know. I I can't think of a a rhyme for like a fail for nail, nail Yakupov, things like that. Uh, But yeah, Dominic Hasek was number one overall. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take my rock on defense, and that's Zidino Chara. I don't really think you have to say much more. Um, tough aside, the deep playoff runs, but it's the longevity, too. Into his 40s, could you imagine if the Senators were able to hold on to him? I mean, there was a lot of uh, discussion that went a bunch of different ways, but uh, he had some good years in Ottawa where he was elite, but I think he's shown time and time and time again i mentioned the longevity of how good he is so that's going to be number two overall yeah that's a solid pick no nobody can argue yet but we'll get uh, some debates going here soon pilsy you're back to back all right well i think i'm gonna go double marion here we're gonna go <laughs> marion hosa and then well i mean i i don't think i have to go too deep into why marion hosa is my pick i was supposed so to be a surprised. first hall of famer and I'm surprised you didn't take him first overall, Ross. And then when Parley didn't take him, I was licking my chops. So, I mean, like, let's just look at his time in Ottawa even. It was insane. Four 30-goal seasons. And then he even was amazing with the Thrashers. Three Stanley Cup champions. Filsy, let me, let me hop in here. When you mentioned the Atlanta Thrashers, get this. For two full seasons, 0506, 0607. Marion Host had 192 points playing on the Atlanta yeah. Thrashers. 192 points in two seasons on that team? Unbelievable. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, the three Stanley Cups with Chicago. He played in the NHL 19 seasons, boys. So it's and pretty what a crazy. way to go out, too. Yeah, yeah. definitely like, uh, a weird story. Oh, 100% he could. Yeah, look at his last season. 26 goals in 73 games in 2016-17. So, like, the guy definitely could still play. Uh, So that's my first selection. Then we're going to head on over to my second Marion, Marion Gabrick. Like, now we're talking a 17-year career. This guy was a legend when he came over to the Kings in that trade at trade deadline. Like, one of the most dynamic players in that playoff series. And when he was with the Minnesota Wild, like, he sort of put them on the map, eh, guys? Like, there w- there wasn't a whole lot else there. Maybe Miku Koivu, uh, Backstrom, and Nett. But he really put them on the map, scoring a 
bunch of goals in mini 219 goals in 502 games so yeah i'm going double marion with my picks boys i am up next uh, i mean there's so many good picks here and it's hard to say there's so many different names that fly around but uh i ross you mentioned them off the top of the show here I think that a guy that's going to continue to put up points, I think he might have been one of the most electric players in Sens history with the puck on his stick coming out of the corner. I mean, I think if you put some goal scorers on his wing, he's going to put up points for you. And we saw a little bit of that when he was with the Senators for a short amount of time. I'm going to pick Matt Duchesne because I believe in depth down the middle. And I think that he's the guy that's going to give me the most moving forward. Yeah, that's a, f- a fair pick. He is so good with the puck. And you mentioned behind the net. How about the play where he baseball swung it from the yeah. um, from the faceoff circle? Like that guy can score in so many different ways, and he's so good on his edges. Yeah, it's tough to beat that. This guy um, won't wow you with speed. I got back to back picks, and um, just like Pillar had a theme, both Slovaks as well, but he went with uh, the two Marians as the theme. I'm gonna go with a couple of Russians here. And first one is a name we mentioned. The whole kind of um, background of what started this Alex Kovalev also had a 19 year career and people said that he was the most talented player to ever play in the NHL if he just worked harder and tried and well he got that firsthand from Mike Keenan Mike Keenan once left Alex Kovalev out for a five minute shift and wouldn't let him change to prove a point that he had to give it his all every shift and then what happens at the end of his five minute shift he scores a goal like Alex Kovalev was as electric as they come. Maybe you could make the argument that it was underwhelming at times, but even when he was 34 years old with Montreal, when he, uh, before he came to Ottawa at the end of his career, he had an 84 point season in 82 games. And earlier in his career, you look, he's got a 95 point season with Pittsburgh in the early two thousands. And people forget he was on that Rangers team that won the cup in 94. He was a 20 year old on that team and contributed 56 points during the regular season and 21 points in 23 playoff games. So he was almost the leading scorer on the entire Rangers team as a 20-year-old cup champ. So Alex Kovalev, well-earned. And then I'm going to have to look up if he has a Norris trophy to his name. I don't know if he does, but he's a two-time Olympic medalist, silver in Nagano and a bronze in 02, and a holy NHL career with a cup um, to match Sergey Gonchar and Sens fans again, just like Kovalev. Funny, those they were teammates with Ottawa. But if you caught him early in his career when he was with the Washington Capitals or the Pittsburgh Penguins, guaranteed 50 point defenseman, sometimes 60, even a couple 70 point seasons. Complete stud. It's too bad that the, the feet had really slowed down by the time he got to Ottawa, but unbelievable talent, offensive defenseman, Sergey Gonchar. Yeah, that one's an interesting one for sure because definitely his years were a little bit bigger on the outside of Ottawa. I mean, you look at those Pittsburgh teams, what he was able to do on that back end on just an absolutely deadly power play when Sid and Gino were both youngsters. He was he was a rock back there for them on a really good squad. Um, Ross, you went to Russia. I'm going to go to the country of Ukraine for my Whoa. next pick. And it's uh, funny because I know who you're going with and he played for Slovakia. So let's give he grew okay. up in Slovakia. We got to give the respect there. And that was going to be I was I was between Kovalev and who you're going to pick here. Yeah. So I'm going to pick Peter Bondra if you didn't know already. And uh, I mean, longevity is big for me, too. But just 
500 goal club, uh, almost 900 point club. Guys, this guy had 280 points on the power play, and I absolutely love it when teams can find gems out of late rounds. With the ninth pick of the eighth round, for you math wizards out there who already have figured it out, that's 156th overall. The Washington Capitals took Peter Bondra, and this guy put up points early and often. His first year, he played 54 games, had 28 points. That's pretty impressive for a rookie. And then he went out there and put up 28 goals and 28 assists, followed that with 37 goals. Career high was 52. Twice he was able to do that. And then he had another 40 goal, sorry, two more 40 goal seasons. Peter Bondra on the wing with Matt Duchesne with Big Z on the back end. I think that's a lot of fun to watch. That's really good. And I've got a fun fact for you, too. I'm not going to say which two, but could either of you guess which two Slovakians, only two in history, have scored over 500 goals in the NHL? The three, that you would, the three that you would consider have all been drafted in this draft. Oh. Gabrick and Hosa. Nope. Bondra, 503 goals, just making the club. I want to say Gabrick is around 420, 430, right around there. Um, but they that's like one, two, three. And then there's a pretty big gap until I think it's probably like, I don't know if it's Peter Stastny or it might even be uh, Martin Hanzus coming up there. But anyways, got off a little track there. Um, I think you have another pick, Parley. No, or no, no it's, it's, it's Pillar's pick. Got lost in the snow. I got back to back. Yes, sir. All right. I went with skill with my first two guys. I'm going to get a little grit in here, too. Left shot defenseman from Edmonton, Dion Phaneuf. I mean, guys, do you guys remember when Dion Phaneuf came into this league? The guy had 20 goals his first season as a rookie defenseman. And then he just kept going with the Flames. It's it's too bad. Uh, his career kind of slipped off a little when he went to Toronto. He had a few good years there. But then I think the media and everything going on really got to him. But when he was with the Flames, he was scoring power play goals. He was throwing his weight around. Like, he was one of the most dynamic defensemen in the league. And he was, yeah, putting up points and playing physical. Like, when Toronto got him, that's the kind of guy Brian Burke wanted. And uh, I think, yeah, the captaincy and everything going on was just a little bit too much. But I love Dion when he was in uh, Calgary. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. He just played so mean. Like, even Ottawa Sense fans will remember, there's that photo of Denis Hamel dumping it in, and there's a huge hit um, by Dion Phaneuf, and you can just see Hamel is like five feet off the ice, completely horizontal. Um, not how you want to be coming in on the four check. Um, yeah, Dion Phaneuf, great pick there, especially uh, when you rewind all the way to Calgary. I like that. Uh, Pilsy, what do you got next? Next? I'm going with another big guy, this time attendee, six foot seven, Ben Bishop. I mean, like this this guy, when the Sens had him, they knew he was going to be something good, but just too crowded of a crease. Uh, they didn't have the room for him. They thought that getting Corey Conacher was going to be an amazing move. It looks like Conacher definitely needed uh, the rest of his teammates in Tampa to keep that production going. But Ben Bishop, three of his seasons, he's been in the top 10 in wins. Um, four of his seasons, top 10 in save percentage. Same four seasons, top 10 in goals against average. Like, the guy, when he's on fire, especially in Tampa, he hasn't had a chance to be as successful in uh, Dallas just yet. But he's just so good, so big in the net. That's a guy I wish the Sens held on to. But 
They didn't, and now he's available for me to draft on this team. That's my 10. Wow. Um, you took my pick there, so I'm a little bit scrambling Ooh. here, pal. But, uh, yeah, I, to talk about what the Senators have been able to do in the crease, I mean, there's you look at this list, and if you're listening right now, you're probably thinking, wow, there's a lot of guys left out there goaltender-wise because, Ross, you took the obvious one off the top with Dominic Hasek. But then, yeah, Ben Bishop was just unbelievable what he was able to do for multiple teams now. I mean, he's just so big. And uh, if you were to put a goaltender, I mean, into a computer and spit out what you want, it's long, lean, quick. And that's what you get with Ben Bishop. So it would have been a lot of fun to see this. You guys are going to absolutely hate me for my pick, but he absolutely went off one season. And if I'm going to have a guy that can dish the puck and Peter Bondra that can do the same, I'm going to go with a guy from the coolest town name in Ontario. Jonathan Chichu from Moose Factory, Ontario, put up 56 goals. Thanks, San Jose Sharks in 05-06. Absolutely, thanks, Joe. But I think Matt Duchesne can dish the puck just as good 93 points but yeah 56 points wow sorry 56 goals yeah yeah you definitely have to be doing your wrist curls and you know what you do wrist curls you have to eat protein after and before we continue we got to tell you about built bar because not only is built bar the best protein bar the best you get even mirlo's excited because it tastes like a candy bar but right now if you go to their website, BuiltBar.com, they have a 50% off site-wide deal. You have to go there and put in the promo code locked on. You get 50% off anything site-wide. All 16 amazing flavors are available. All of them are covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, but they're still great for the health-conscious guy because you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, High protein and high fiber, for example, 20 grams of protein in that peanut butter brownie flavor, it's just unbelievable. You have to try it to believe it, and you have to go to BuiltBar.com and put in promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On, and $10 is a good deal. Don't get me wrong, but when you can get 50% off, you have to take advantage. I was just telling a friend today over the phone, he's like, man, after workouts, I just feel tired. And I said, man, do I have just a thing for you? Go to BuiltBar.com and put in promo code Locked On, And I'm locked on for my next pick in this draft, guys. It's going to be Scott Gomez. Some people forget that he even played 13 games for the Ottawa Senators at the end of his career in the 15-16 season. But if you rewind the clock 16 years, then you're looking at a guy who won the Stanley Cup in his first season and had three cups in his first, or sorry, two cups in his first three seasons in the National Hockey League as a contributing factor on those early 2000 Devils team. They'd suffocate you through the neutral zone. They had Marty Broder between the pipes, but somebody had to score. And with points like 84 points, 70 points, 70 points, 70, this guy was an offensive dynamo, great vision and uh, from everything I've heard, a great locker room guy, so he'd fit in really well on my squad because I know Dominic Hasek likes to have a good time too. So, Scotty Gomez, unbelievable guy to have fall in the draft. 
Dominic Hasek and Scotty Gomez as running partners. Tearing never it up in Canada. Tearing it up. That would be the duo. <laughs> They're tearing it up with a couple of Russians as well. And we know they like to have a couple of vodkas. Um, oh, it's me again. Oof, guys. This one, I don't know if it's going to be contentious or not. I think people forget just how long Joe Corvo played in the National Hockey League. He only played in Ottawa for a couple of years. And then he came back for a second stint. That was even shorter than his first. But when he's on, I don't know if there's a power play quarterback that can fire the puck like he can. Plays at the top of the umbrella. That's where he's going to play on my team. As I have Alex Alex Kovalev just wheeling up. And you know Sergei Gonchar back there is the disher. Well, I need a guy with a hard slap shot. And Joe Corvo is that guy for me. Um Played with L.A. a little bit and 708 NHL games in total, 310 points. Um, just solid. I mean, you could argue that some of his best hockey was in Ottawa, but outside of Ottawa, where his career high was 37 points there in one season, he had 40 points the year before in Los Angeles, and he had 40 points again in Carolina towards the end of his career. So I'm happy to get uh, Joe Corvo here in the draft as well. Yeah, that's a that's a pick that I don't think a lot of people. Sorry, a name I guess that a lot of people uh, don't really recognize as a guy that was definitely a specialty skilled guy, but was able to play the position of defense as well. Um, I liked your first pick as well. I I took Matt Duchesne early just because where he was available in the draft, but Scotty Gomez was definitely a guy I had on there. Uh, yeah, definitely heard some good stories about him in the room, so that's funny that you bring that up as well. But you just picked a defenseman there. I'm going to stick with a defenseman. And uh, he was drafted by the Senators, and they didn't hold on to him for too long, but he went on to have a nice little career for himself. And that's Sammy Sallow at six foot three, 215 pounds, the right shot D-man. Uh, I mean, fins are smooth. And he was definitely smooth for the entire time he was in the NHL. And that was 878 games. So, again, longevity coming into this one. And uh, just couldn't squeak that one more across the goal line. Finished with 99 career goals. So that's a little bit of a kick in the teeth for a quality guy. But I'm happy to say he'd be on my squad. Parley, you got my guy there. That was my next pick. That's a good one for sure. Um so I'll, I'll make uh, the other pick that I have, and then I'll try to figure out who I'm going to take as my defenseman. But I need a centerman and a right shot D centerman. I'm going to go with someone a little more recent, Mika Zibanejad, guys. And, I mean, I think this is this is as clear-cut as, uh, as it's going to get for a guy who elevated his game outside of Ottawa. Looking at hockey reference, he played in Ottawa five seasons, 281 games played, 151 points. In four years in New York, 267 games, so 14 games less. He has 233 points. Almost wow. that's like 80 points more in 14 less games. Like it's he almost has double the goals. Like it's just insane what he's been able to do with the Rangers. And that's a pick we're always or a trade we're always gonna be a little bit sad about, especially how it's going with Panarin there in New York now. So because of Benajad. That was something I was just going to bring up. That was what I was just going to bring up there. I mean, he was such an impressive player this year playing with that kind of talent on his wing. Well, you have that talent there with the two Marians. Uh, Yeah, that one's definitely a tough trade for me. But just because 
I wasn't really that happy with the pick in general. There were so many good names left on the board. The one that really stings for me is Sean Couturier, and uh, Mark Shifley was right behind him as well. So, yeah, just uh, Mika Zibanejad is kind of a uh, sore subject, I guess you could say, for Ottawa Senators fans. All right, guys, and to finish off my decor, go with someone who really only played the last season of his career in Ottawa, so he's definitely not a face you're going to recognize with the Senators, but that's Jason Smith, right-hand D-shot, some good size to go along with uh, Dion Phaneuf. He had some good years in Edmonton. I mean, he doesn't rack up a lot of points, but that's a solid defenseman with some size that can play physically to uh, go along with Dion. So Jason Smith will be my right-hand shot defenseman. A lot of people, if you said uh, that Smith guy, you know he was the captain in Edmonton for so long, they would think Ryan Smith, but it was actually Jason Smith that wore the C uh, over Ryan Smith uh, in Edmonton. So a little uh, fun fact there with the Oilers. I like the picks too. You like talk about we're building some pretty skilled teams here, and I'd say you have the D core that's uh, most prone to go up defensively. I don't think I'm putting Corvo and Gonchar as my pair up against uh, either of your top lines. Yeah, you're definitely built for the power play, aren't you, bud? Yes, I am absolutely, and it's gonna continue when I get to my pick. But it's yours first, Parley. Well, I got to go with the goaltender here. Uh, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a recency bias. Uh, I mean, there's. There's a guy left that's definitely played some longevity and another guy here that was maybe not on the best team, but definitely put up some good numbers. But I'm going to go with Robin Leonard because when he's at his best and he is focused on the game of hockey, he's tough to beat. He was great in a center's uniform and really, really athletic. And I love that in a goaltender. And I think if uh, when he's on, man, is he on? Yeah, I, I love it. I feel like that was really the only other way to go brian elliott would be another guy that was longevity i would had mentioned pascal leclerc played a bit with the sands but he was pretty good in columbus but that's what's, yeah yeah leonard leonard's definitely the guy there and um you're you're really putting me in a tough spot because there's two guys i'm between um what positions right, I'm, I'm go, i just have a right winger so or a winger i should say um i'll tell you who my honorable mention is after but i think a lot of people forget that Martin Straka as well played for the Ottawa Senators in the early 90s, where uh, he played 43 games the one year, only 25 points. It was at the start of his career. But when he got to Pittsburgh, it was really him and Yager on a line together. They wanted Yager to be comfortable um, with with a, another Czech uh, native on his line. And the points came, like 95 points in 2000, 2001, for Martin Strachan. That was a year after he had 59, a year after he had 83. So this guy, he's got a career high 35 goals and had 29 in another season later in his career with the New York Rangers. Finished his career with 950 games, 717 points. Uh, I think that he's a nice complimentary player, kind of a playmaker, but a guy who can play with skilled players as well, which is something that I'm going to need um, on my lineup. So Martin Straka is, uh, is my last one. And uh, before we get to some segments as well, let's do some more honorable mentions. I'll start with uh, the guy who I was between. It was between him and Corey Stillman. Um, people forget to, I feel like we're saying that a lot because we are kind of looking back over and over, but I should, I should more say that I was reminded, you guys know that Corey Stillman won back-to-back cups with a lockout in the middle? He was on the Tampa Bay Lightning right? in oh. 04. He had 80 points in 81 games with the Hurricanes. And then the next year, well, two years later, the next NHL season, had 76 points in 72 games. 
and then had 26 points in 25 games with Carolina in the postseason. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he put up monster numbers in in a small uh, sample size, but he averaged over his career about 40 to 50 points per season as well. Similar games played and similar points to Martin Strack. It was really a toss-up between the two of them. Who were you guys stuck between? One guy that I've always had a lot of respect for, and Ross, you had mentioned that uh, locker room guy like Scotty Gomez, that comes into play, stuff like that. One guy who I think's put together a really good career for himself is Nick Foligno. Uh, yeah. He plays he plays a specific exactly. role, but you got to respect the C on his jersey. And playing for a guy like Torts, you got to bring it every day if you're going to wear it. So uh, I've always liked what he had, and I was always a, he was one of those guys that maybe was going to be uh, he looked to project to be maybe a a middle six guy in your lineup. But I, I liked the skill he flashed, but I also liked that he was from a hockey family. I always like that, so it's fun to see the Senators uh, have more of those upcoming. But uh, yeah, I just I thought he brought a lot of passion to the game. I thought he played the game the right way, so he was a guy I would definitely wouldn't mind having on my team. How about you, Pillar? Uh, this one's kind of funny. I was going to go with him, but you guys gave me both Marion, so I had to lock up my wingers there. And uh, this is a current Ottawa Senator, Bobby Ryan, like four straight seasons in Anaheim with thirty goals. He, he played, uh, like, almost 100 games less in Anaheim and had 40 more goals. Like, when he was with the Ducks and he was just in his prime years, like, he was just putting the puck in the back of the net night in, night out. So, Bobby Ryan was a winger that I was going to take if I didn't get both Marions. But, uh, yeah, I think he is another guy like Zibanejad. He totally embodies uh, what we're going for here because it was uh, he had maybe one or two good years in Ottawa, but it completely switched when he s- switched teams here. Before we get to our number 12 sends draft prospect, we want to let you know the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. We are a anti-racist podcast, and we always will be, and that's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. That is awesome to hear that we have the backing of our big organization, our umbrella company. And you, we'd love to have you donate with us. To do so, visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash Black Lives Matter. LockedOnPodcast.com backslash Black Lives Matter. We hope that you can donate with us. We're going to donate a couple months of our uh, income from the show and We'd love for you to get involved as well because there's some great organizations out there fighting for change. We also want to let you know that rockauto.com is a family business and they serve auto parts that online and they've been doing it for over 20 years. All you have to do is just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. There's a jingle in there somewhere. And whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks. Everything is delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all parts available for your vehicle and choose from brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available 
for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That way, they'll know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's Rock Auto. All right, Anton Lundell, the big finish forward, Pilsy. What do you got on him? Well, this seems to be a theme with uh, kind of the centermen and forwards we have uh, recently, the last kind of four guys. Another guy who's known mostly for his two-way game. Like, he's not dynamic uh, offensively. That's not really his game. Um, Basically, what I found with Lundell is this seems like another guy where he's a high-floor, low-ceiling type of prospect. And let's, let's be honest, that's not a bad thing. It just means it's more of a safe pick rather than kind of taking a reach and really hoping for a home run uh, pick. But this is a guy who he probably won't need to develop that much in the minors or uh, continue developing. I think he's going to be able to transition to the pro game pretty quickly. So I think for a team that's looking for a good two-way centerman to kind of be their second, third line guy and shut down other offensive lines, this guy's going to be right in their wheelhouse. He's a guy who is a very high top 10 guaranteed pick it seemed like last year and it might be a situation of scouting fatigue almost he's one of the oldest guys in the draft too he's been playing against men in Finland for the past two seasons and actually put up 28 points in 44 games this year and that's pretty good for a guy who's still draft eligible in the top league in Finland so he's a guy who could put up points but it seems like maybe Voter, yeah, scout. I want to say voters, but scouts have, you know, seen so much of him. They're like, oh, yeah, there's nothing spectacular about his play. But that means for me, a player comparable. And I want to get Parley's take, Mr. Player Comparable. How about a Miko Koivu as the high end of what this guy could be? I'm glad you had a high end here because I'm a little bit scrambling for a high end because I do have a low end for you. That one's fair. Um, might have a little bit of uh, flag bias there, Ross. But, uh, you know, th- yeah, you, he's not a guy that's uh, ever been spectacular or looked at as one of the number one big-time centermen in the league. But guess what? He's still around, right? He, he's putting up points. He he does what he has to do to stay relevant in the league. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think you would ever scoff at uh, getting that many games out of a 12th overall pick. Now, my pick here. Went a little bit higher in this draft, in his draft, and it wasn't too long ago that Leas Anderson, around the same size, kind of the same scouting report, went, and uh, he hasn't played much in the National League at all, gentlemen. Um, 66 games, three goals, six assists. So that kind of shows you that uh, sometimes the high floor isn't as high as you think, and that ceiling doesn't grow much either. Yeah, it's all fair. He's the kind of guy who's going to have to be a show me. He is a guy I'd love to see in the AHL next season as well. So we're only 11 days away from the NHL draft lottery. And with that, let's get to our tankathon spin. Pilsy, would you like to do the honors? Let's do it. All right. This is pretty good. I'll take this. Sens drafting number one, Chicago drafting number two, Detroit number three, and Sens number four. So one and four, I'll oh, happily take, take that. that. Happily. Yeah, you sure will, Parley. <laughs> Ho-hum, first overall. Uh, here we go. Oh, boy. Um, Detroit stays first overall. Buffalo up five picks. Los Angeles up a pick. I haven't said Ottawa yet, boys. They go four or five. Ugh. 
not great. And you know what's even worse is I got the exact same. Maybe not the exact same for me. It was Arizona winning the lottery one, Chicago two, Detroit three, Ottawa four, San Jose's pick in fifth. So there you have it. We got one first overall pick. So that's that's saying something. Hopefully Wednesday we can do better and we'll be happy to bring it to you then. Plus, we got to get into some Alfie for Hall of Fame talk. All that next show on the Locked On Senators podcast. But for today, we're signing off. For Brandon Piller and Chris Parliament, I'm Ross Levitan. Enjoy your day.